And now the long-awaited return of mysterious NFT collector Ralton Fider, who joins the podcast for the second time, responding to accusations by Ryder Rips and comments by Kenny Schachter about his identity and his NFT and art practice. We also talk about Erotica Token. Enjoy the podcast. Over an hour here on the White Hot Magazine, Our World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. I would like to welcome Ralton Fider back to the White Hot Magazine podcast. How are you doing today, Ralton? Mm, there have been better days, but I, I'm just glad to have a conversation with an old anonymous friend like you, Noah. Mm. I'm glad to be here. I'm happy you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, are you uh, aware of some of the things people have been trying to say about you? I, I, the first time I heard about it is through a friend phone call and then I realized, okay, writer Rips is saying something about me and <laughs> doing a little bit what he calls research. And then uh, from our f- previous conversation before this, you know, the past two months has been, I've been through a lot of the dark places with my family loss, as well as my own health condition. And staying online was not an option, nor something that's on the top of my priority list. And then my friend called me saying this writer rips, this young artist is trying to say something. And then I dig into what he has to write. And for me, it's it's almost humorous because a lot of these kind of accusation that uh, I, how to say, I, I love writer. I love his work, especially some of his work as an artist, you know, the Barbara Lee's right. installation, the collage, as well the sex tape. When I saw the sex tape, I think it's very groundbreaking. I bought it. and But through our conversation together, writer has been always pressing on who I am and always seeking, want to do something to get more press, which for me and my stage of career, as well as my age, press is not a priority at all for me in our career. I want to focus on document and archive what's happening. And then I kind of said, no, I, I don't have mood for collaboration. Even before May, this was a long time before. And then the two months of my absence and then I come back, it's kind of, I view that as a way of him trying to, you know, it's peak reality TV material, try to generate a reaction from me. Where if you dig into a lot of his arguments, I, I don't even know what to say. First, I have real collectors, people who collect my work, they know. And a lot of my collectors are on the older side, people who, may already know who I am in real life. I'm very shocked that writer or Kenny does not know, but it's fine. And I take their own research to nowhere. Can, I ask, who you, collect- can I ask you a question and get a mm-hmm. real, real answer? 
Yes. Are you Richard Prince? No, I'm not Richard Prince. I'm, I respect Richard Prince's work, but I, I've always, the moment I started Rotten Fighter, you can see, go back to my website, my Instagram post, there's no mention of me being Richard Prince, but I'm not confirming or denying that I may, you know, we may be in contact sometime past in my art career or my art dealing career that we know we share a lot of the experiences together, but I'm not Richard Prince. That's, I think, on the record. Yeah. Could and you, continue could, on. Could you, yeah. could you maybe mm -hmm. be Richard Prince in the future? I mean, being wise, it's it's hard to say. I know, it's, I, I know I'm I've, Richard Prince. I am actually yeah. Richard Prince. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's about the perspective of voice. I think mm, I don't want to address anyone specifically, but if an artist, a young artist saying, hey, it's a digital internet artist, I think one key thing he's going to understand is that identity is a super fluid thing. You know, especially when we're online, when we talk about the identity, you can be anyone. And also there's, if I think a lot of times you as an internet artist, if you want to seek this kind of like clout or collaboration and you, I think you're, you're barking on the wrong tree because for me, I've, I've experienced a lot and then I'm not easily gonna, you know, I'm not too convincing on any project or collaboration that I don't see fit. So I think being Richard Prince or not being Richard Prince, that's that's irrelevant. Just look, it's just like you said, anyone can be Richard Prince. And then I think it's it's quite ridiculous. He's trying to say, I use Richard Prince's name to sell work because I never ever mention I'm Richard Prince. No way you can you can trace back to all my digital footprint. There's no mention of Richard Prince whatsoever. I and I write in my artist statement like we discussed last time. For me, as an older generation artist who seeing this new NFT movement as well as seeing the current state of contemporary art. One thing that's clear for sure, it's the lack of reading and lack of respect for anything that's our history. From this generation of artists, from this generation of dealer, from this generation of auction house, or all the way to almost anyone related who's promoting a lot of emerging artists. That is a, you can see from the work the artists create or the writings was so-called a lot of this new generation of art critic right on our net. It's a lot of these things are, is very on surface and not digging into the history aspect of how can we pass on the baton of contemporary art? How can we continue this legacy so that you say you're doing work, but you don't, know that Baltasari did something already, or how do you respect, how to respect the legacy of Baltasari if you don't, like, how do you respect art if you don't know these names? And then if you don't remember, 
if you don't remember who Elaine's last name is and you try to talk your appropriation artist, it's like, come on, like maybe I, I think the lack of reading is one thing, another thing, just lack of understanding of what is art and then only taking on the part that their parents told them about the derog just you know the crazy ages of new york art scene where there's tons of drugs and you just get fucked up and you consider yourself as an artist i mean they did that part pretty well but, but, but the Ralton, art part but, is neglected but Ralton, that's Ralton, yeah what mm -hmm. do you say when somebody says that it's all on the blockchain and that Ralton was a scammer and shill bidding on his own work. You can track my own auction history and my bidding, and you can try to link the collector to Ralton Fighter. You can see if you can do that. If you can, I don't just don't think you can. And what Ryder Rips is trying to do is trying to oust a lot of my older collectors who may not have an active social media profile and who may not be so active as him on Twitter or Instagram. But my work, indeed, everything's on blockchain. Indeed, you can go see everything. And I, I welcome any kind of inspection into me and to see if my art is sincere and to see if my work go to good collections. And you can compare my art. You know, there are many artworks out there. But I think for me, I'm not trying to be top or trying to be not even living a significance in the art world. For me, I'm just doing my part to document the archive. And for, especially when I hear someone like writer or they call a scammer, I think that's to be honest, very immature and shows his limit of vocabulary because I'm not very, for me, with my family and my, the thing I go through and my the time, overall time on earth, I learned the hard way to always respect everyone and that it be female, let it be any minority and stuff. So I'm not here trying to be woke politics, but if you listen to this young artist, just Google his name and saw the type of news he has. Like he was hired as a creative director of a famous singer. And then he was talking behind that famous singer, calling her some derogatory words like she's fat and she should get fatter to cater to Middle Eastern. I mean, who says things like that? It's just, and then you listen to the way how he, you know, talk and, coerced her girlfriend to make that his girlfriend to make that sex tape and for me i just i'm shocked that i was i i apologize for simply just looking at art for how good it is but then i did not look into this person's kind of like his past action and stuff and i think <laughs> what i do is art and i know what i do is art because i with with my utmost respect for art theory and art history, time will tell. All my writings are out there. And then when this NFT thing goes well into another 10, 20 years, when this gets more mainstream or even goes on the verge of being more high end, people will respect, hopefully reflect and then try to find 
what are some thoughts and ideas about what is truly an unfungible token and what's the true understanding of it. And then they will make their own judgment. Mm -hmm. And, but for, for uh, to hear Ryder Rips who's accusing Virgil Abloh of stealing his work and a lot of other things, he's known to be that kind of actor and I'm not surprised and it does not affect me a bit because Ralton Fighter is still gonna be Ralton Fighter. So you plan on making more NFTs in the future? Not just NFT, I view NFT as a medium. The future, I'll have uh, both NFT physical painting as well as installation work with a, a partnership with a city that will be announced in the coming month where I have a public installation work that will be out. And yeah, just Ralton Fighter the past two months has making my art studio and everything paused because of my family loss. But art is always, I view the NFT scene contrary to what writer said. I think he knows you call, he calls himself the internet artist. Well, good luck. Your gallery record and your show exhibition record as well as this thing you write speak for itself. So people will know. And then he does not understand that much about blushing anymore. I'm telling you, writer Rips, you use big curate. You should use channelists, channelysis, or some other better tools. There are better tools out there that you can use to help track me. And then you realize what you're tracking. A lot of them are just nonsense. It's people who bought my work. You, you basically, you're using the wrong tracking tool. That's what I I have because I, I don't like I still love Ryder Rips for his work. He has really really good artwork, specifically some of them. But the kind of personality, like for me as someone who's been there, who you know who grew up, I I, I don't like to be this fatherly figure. But for me as an elderly uh, old fart, just something I want to say is that. Whoever you are as a young artist, please don't say terrible things to female or just try to, in today's day and age, not even political landscape, but also everything going on in society. Do not try to be an overly offensive kind of dude and think you can get away with it. And most overall, an overly offensive white guy who holds certain views towards female or minority or just overall try to start fight with anybody and then try to think about releasing other artists and minted songs as NFTs. It's just, you can do better because you have talent. You have your, that's all I'm going to say. I think mm -hmm. he, he's young, he's going to make his mistakes, but we're more and more today in the digital age, in the social media, almost an age of intolerance towards behaviors that's you know societally unacceptable that way towards female and anything. Do you realize uh, that um, Kenny Schachter and Ryder made a $5,000 bet that your identity was Richard Prince or something to that effect? I, it's the first time I heard about it 48 hours ago. And to be honest, I was quite between, uh, between us and between the listeners, Noah, there's something I, I'm quite amused of because for me as an anonymous artist and also, you know, anonymous 
kind of like our commentator, our critic. Like I never imagined there's such interest in my identity, and then all it comes down to from my conversation with their close friends. Like it's no way to put it. It's mostly, you know, their way of curiosity or to an extent of jealousy. Because I I think contrary to what some people say that being anonymous is not good, I personally think. Between us, Noah, and between the reader and to the NFT fans, I trust a person who's anonymous more than they are in real life. Because when we're anonymous, our point of view can be a unfiltered, and b in a way we can stay somehow neutral ground that we can mutual and neutral ground that we can say things that's straight to the point. And even during this unfiltered view, you, I think, a good anonymous person will never try to attack another person based of sex, race, or ethnicity, or whatever. I think that's where there's this trust in anonymous people more in real life because once you have a real life figure out there, it's not too hard for people to figure out that your own agenda is try to boost profile for your art. Or try to boost profile for your article, or try to drive traffic to the column you write. Because、so、you're, you're trying to, reality yeah. Because you, because he outed Jerry Gagosian, which is which was doing phenomenal work in the art critic scene, still doing great work. But he was the one, you know, as Jerry kindly tell told him to not out his identity. He still writes on it on our net. Because that will create click. I understand this is a part of maybe the unfortunate part of digital game where anything is click driven, and there are always this kind of people who value click, the kind of reality TV that hope to elevate their own career. What is and, your what has been your interaction with Kenny Schachter? I respect Kenny. I respect and love Kenny, a writer, and you can see if they ever show you. The chat message I have with them, I always very sincerely treat them as my friends, and I ask their advice. They ask for mine, and I have text showing them trying to kind of DM me the past two months, figure out what's going on. And a lot of my friends are doing that, and I truly appreciate them. I'm replying to them one by one. And kind of people all most of people are very understandable. The only two that's not understandable are Ryder Ribs and Kenny. And I, like we discussed earlier, with my loss and my health, I don't feel mad because I find higher peace with the tragedy I went through in life. It does not matter me a bit, but it somehow still. And let me see people more clearly. Kind of, you know, who are, what their agenda are, and are they here as friends? That will help you write an exhibition essay in one to two weeks, or are they here just trying to gain something from you, asking for collaboration, asking to send them free stuff, send them free paintings, send them free this, free that,、mm -hmm. and then suddenly realize they're. They're not gonna get something more from you, and they, and then they got even more curious. They try to even today. I don't. I'm not named who, but 
some of them, two of them maybe together are still trying to email me say, oh, we can squash this if you tell me who you are. And, you know, like it's that kind of nonstop that I, I think that's the kind of thing they like to chase. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's ingrained into their personality and our career. And I I respect you. I love you and you do your thing and time will tell. And then any, like I said, anything I do is track on blockchain and also anything I write is probably out here. And I have my own team of friends who are lawyers and legal counsel and whatnot. There's no, there's nothing that's wrongdoing in whatever I do or whatever I say. It's always good intention. I was all done according to the books and term of service. And if they want to kick up dust, be my guests. Like that's, I will just let it be ignored. And I, I have my own art career to pursue. And I have a lot of emerging artists that I'm supporting that are going to give more spotlight exposure to. So I think I'm at a, it's, it sucks for me to say this, but you can take a look at my Instagram or uh, social media is stupid. Like I think in a way you can see the way how I compose and write myself to tell. Right. Well, that's what that, I had a question for you. What, yeah. what is Artorius? Is that you? Artorius is a part of my, you can consider him as a part of my family or that account sometimes I go on there to post and sometimes when I'm too old and kind of my eyes are giving up on me, some of my family members will help out. Yes, it, it is an account that pre- preceded Routes and Fighter. It's a, that account, I if you dig into that post, that's mostly started with inspiration from Jerry Gagosh. Jerry Gagosian, who's doing a great job with our memes and a lot of sharp art truth. And then our tourists also have a little bit of this art dealer flair that's kind of virtue and also gives spotlight to a lot of emerging state artists. I consider it's kind of like a very kind of grudgy old gallerist who go to the ocean of social media, try to find some good artists to give them spotlight, to make introduction of them to the gallery award. Because as we know, the current state of our world, a lot of it revolves around New York. And unfortunately, because it's revolved around New York, a lot of this younger, what you call internet artists or post-internet artists, they may just be some rich kids from New York with the rich art parents that's they did meth grow up, did all the hard drugs, went to our school, get by, and then come out. And because they're parents, they still get shows. Mm. Like that's quite, you know, way you, you may call it life, but you know, way a lot of artists who are working way harder in smaller countries or in the does not have that kind of parents, cannot go to BFA, FFA, go to your fancy cocktails, that they do sharp works that they understand history more than you just smoking weed, smoking meth with models. So there's, that's that the discrepancy. It doesn't sound bad, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Smoking meth with models, which yeah, brings me to yeah. another point, which is um, when you took a break, there mm-hmm. was a thousand people messaging me from Erotica Token wanting to know mm-hmm. 
because they figured I knew where you were. Yeah, it's because I'm not hiding from Erotica. It's a project that I helped build and it's minted under Rotten Fighter. It's a, I view it as a high-end NFT project for adult industry. And with my health and my family loss the past two months, I haven't been able to update much, but we what, have what production. You, but what would you say to the people from Erotica Took? I want to say to them, if you go to the Telegram today, you can see that I want to say to them, thank you for your understanding during this hard time for my family. And as a decentralized blockchain project, Erotica at the end of the day belongs to community. But the first NFT release, we want to set the tone right with a very good adult, adult industry star that can do a high caliber NFT so the community will see the process and the guideline and then the community can take over. So I'm this, if whatever come out of this on that side of reality TV drama, it just makes me, I feel grateful that I'm, it, it make me want to work harder that to utilize more of my resources, fine art and beyond to help make this project successful because a lot of things we keep under the wrap are conversation with a lot of adult industry performers or stars because right now in society, we're at a time where erotic kind of art content or porn is getting too mainstream that the stars are losing a lot of respect beyond the fact that they only make money. But that's not how it is in history. In history, erotic performer in Japan or the culture that respect that, they have very high societal status. And what's lacking today is the over-commercialization of adult industry with not much focus on the art aspect of it, where a footage that you see on Pornhub or on a website, that's some mainstream footage. But how can we turn that in, into a fine art kind of caliber thing? You're gonna talk about exclusivity. You're gonna talk about how do you, where's the realm, the realm of languages? Like how, do you, how does that footage place into the artist's career? In this case, it's gonna be one of those things that are gonna be minted into NFT because non-fungible token is a format on blockchain where I view it does not simply have this immutability and irreversibility, but also it creates a decentralized community for a lot of these adult content lovers and as well as high-end erotic art collectors to have a community and share what they collect and continue the collecting journey. It's a lot of this is, there's a lot of possibility where what was erotica or a token gonna be have utility at first stage gonna be a bidding prerequisite where you wanna bid on erotica NFT, you have to have certain amount of token. And in the future, the token can be used to purchase NFT as well as unlocking special NFTs from specific stars. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a very sincere project that I can I can expand it into another podcast. And I think you see some very exciting updates in the next month because uh, Noah, you know about Wu Block Prince and Shunga from Japan, where, you know, back in the 1800s or earlier, 
robot prints was very, very societal mainstream back then. And people are openly viewing Shanga. And I, I view with erotica, what we can achieve is having this high-end Shanga on blockchain, where the format is not wood block, it's not wood, but it's code. Mm-hmm. It's, this is the word I, I feel very exciting because as a, someone who watched the evolution of porn industry from cassette to, you know, from the older cassette to magazine and all the way to today's pure digital like Netflix, I feel most of the innovation right now is one dimensional, is towards the mass, the, the, the crowd. But it does not have the Porsche level or kind of like higher end level collectible kind of aspect things to it yet. So if you think of basically you making erotica token wildly successful would prove right or wrong that you're trying to scam a bunch of people. That may be a way to say it, but I will say erotica token is a project on its own and writers scam kind of like accusation. He can go to the telegram group and see the people's response like that's already non-founded because he's saying writer riffs is known to use catchy words to attract people. And then if I, I listened very vividly in the podcast you guys did yesterday and he was trying to talk, explain erotica and it clearly shows he did not read anything about it. And what, like do, you the white paper. Kenny, what do you think Kenny Schachter is going to be talking about with me on Tuesday? I, I'm not too sure. He's definitely trying to unearth who I am and then try to mention something about cryptocurrency and try to mention erotica and stuff. But I'm not worried a bit because both projects, erotica, rotten fighter, these two kind of like my art project, I view them both as my art project. With erotica, it's a real utility project. It has really top level star collaboration. I think what's quite funny and sad is that, and also gave me a lot of confidence is seeing how, how little they know about NFT or blockchain in general. And I'm, I'm quite shocked. Like I respect Kenny. I, I enjoy our conversation together, but I think his understanding of NFT is still, you know, uh, I know of 16 year olds who knows more about NFT than he does. And he tried to take that view into talking about crypto. Well, good luck. We can have a writing competition and see who has more insights. I think this is the state of things. You know, you have, I think one perk of being public, sometimes I'm even thinking about going public and then using my real life resources. Well, be sure to do that with me. On the yeah, of course. But you know, you get a column that you can write about things that you don't know that much about. I think it's funny how you know, if Arnett let them play that way, go ahead. But I, the best thing about being anonymous and also having internet is that internet is a very fair competition. Like you can write, oh, I saw him posting. He's gonna write about the Uni swap socks, a 150k, the socks that sold for 150k. Well, good luck writing about it because if you release Tuesday, I may write in the next two hours. That let's just compare the insights into those socks and see who relates it better into the fine art and ties into elasticity of supply as well as I I don't think he 
understands who's behind the socks and what's the ramification of Uniswap as a liquidity pool and what kind of innovation it is. I think for me as an older generation, one key thing that keeps me very sharp is a lot of these venture capital people who talk with me, they gave me a lot of insights into what is going on and what to read. And normally I don't share that, but I look forward to what he write on Tuesday. And it's, if anything, it just gave me more exposure, helped me get, get more traction. I welcome that. And because and everything I do is honored by God and you can go back to anything I say and always with the best kind of intention. And I'm never afraid of who I am, what I do. And if they try to start something to be sensational and cater to the crowd who does not do research, well, so be it. And I can, you know, the, the people who know, knows. And hay rides on Tuesday are not I'm very excited to look forward to it. And I'll write my own version of story and maybe make a book for it. Yeah. So what would you say to the erotic token community? Should they be excited I, I, that things are gonna- I think like I said that? before, uh, today in the group, we also share a little bit. I think, uh, I think excitement is, uh, excitement is a big word. I would say promising because adult industry from my research and my past decade experience with people who in the industry, it's a very, from the outside, it may look very technically frontier where they're streaming everything, but the industry model is very archaic. The kind of contractual obligation of a lot of stars to the agency are very tight. So our NFT with Erotica, we're very lucky to have a lot of major adult stars backing that who who been kind of like from the bottom up as an adult star and then realize even though they are the big star before the OnlyFans, many viz, they don't make much money. And now with OnlyFans, many, many viz in this platform, they don't earn enough respect. So how does it function? So Erotica's NFT will be, I view it as a high-end adult industry collectible. For example, if I'm an adult star, if Rotten Fighter is a porn star, and Rotten Fighter usually makes content, you know, directly sell to, to the agency or agency pays in for the content or Rotten Fighter sells on his own adult platform for $19.99 a video that many people can view, right? But with Erotica, we're going to mint, we're going to ask stars for very exclusive special footage that are going to be either very kind of like unseen before footage or footage with historical significance in very high definition. We will mint those footages into NFT. And that NFT not only has a footage, but also has a cover, the kind of like poster cover, just like a movie poster designed by a contemporary artist. That will either be me and in the future, a lot of my friends, people who have good relationship with the industry that because, you know, art and sex is always a perpetual topic. And a lot of artists will want to explore this channel from my conversation. So. This, this NFT, will, you, you think about erotic NFT as this very exclusive, a lot of this unique, as well as some maybe addition, smaller R addition NFT, where people will bid on it. And then after they buy, they get a downloadable link to get the footage from the star. Mm -hmm. 
as well as a cover art. And this whole NFT as a provenance to show that they collect this work. And to counter a lot of writers' perspective about building an erotica platform, well, I would say writer has a lot to learn about building tech companies or just about building anything that's in tech. Because in tech, the first thing you think about is minimal viable product, which is how, what's the minimal kind of way to get your idea to work? With erotica, we take a very hard research into existing adult content platform on the NFT side. We realize that the best option is not to build your own organic platform where you're going to have a lot of bugs. The best option is to use an existing one like Rarible OpenSea Foundation and then focus on the content. The but content with the the, uh, the limits on X rated content. The X rated content, that, that's the beautiful part of it. Term of service we discussed with multiple NFT team. And the NFT platform team by email that they said, as long as the cover of the art, the NFT, the, the image people say does not have too adult content, like not straight up porn, it'll be fine. That's the beauty of erotica that we want to treat it as a fine art piece, that a cover of the art is like a cover of the NFT is like, a, it's like a cover, you know, it's like a movie poster where the cover going to be very elegant. It's not going to be, it may be some nudity, but it's going to be, in a way, depending on the platform requirement, maybe blurred out or maybe animated. Almost like a Thomas, way, Thomas Ruff photograph. Maybe. Yeah, Thomas Ruff did it murky, you know, kind of, kind of what's better way to say, kind of Richter, Richter part, you know, that kind of view. But we're going to have some element of that, but we're going to have our own kind of unique way to maybe collage over it. That so that cover gonna be even child friendly or to some extent acceptable to internet standard and the food that you want people to buy. What do you think about a white hot magazine erotica token cover? I I think uh, the cover gonna be designed by artists. I and I think to have the cover the, the cover gonna you know focus on the adult star and I I, I think will be wise to wait a bit because the cover with the adult star, our first collaboration gonna be out soon. And I, I definitely would like you to design a cover depending on the star you like. If you have any adult star that's, you know, you are, I can recommend some that, that you feel passionate about, we can get in contact and then they provide the food that you design the cover. I thought that, like a, a White Hot Magazine erotica token NFT cover might be good yeah, publicity. That would be good. Not only, I think, not as publicity, but also I, I my, at this stage of my career, I'm not thinking about my own art career, but mostly how can I help elevate certain kind of like industry's prestige? Like erotic art is lost right now because the art of erotica, you take a look at right now, either Right now, a lot of ero any art folks too much on erotica either at the lower end spectrum pricing or you're not in the art market at all. They're kind of like gone way too mainstream. I mean, mainstream money is good. You sell $9.99 a month subscription to a million people, good for you. But then at the end of the day, if you take a look into our history or history in general to earn the kind of like significance in history, it's not simply about money. 
It's about the level of conversation you're at, the kind of like wording, the realm, the way how you discuss and explain, extrapolate your idea. And then how do you kind of like elevate yourself into not just an adult star or a plumber or in Da Vinci's case, like a, you're not just simply an artisan. You elevate yourself through writing and through the kind of like the way how you explain your thoughts into an artist so that your scientific discovery will be com combined together to support your art. And then your art goes back to support your, your, your technological, technological discovery. What would you like to say to Ryder Rips before we go? Mm, are we going this early? I enjoy conversing to. with you. We can keep yeah, talking. I, I think we can keep talking a little bit because I I think uh, we can discuss a lot of things. I we haven't gone an hour yet, so it's fine. Yeah, I enjoy. That's one thing about conversation with you, because always you are such a great listener, and I feel like I can share a lot and with confidence and with trust to your audience because your audience knows art. Your audience can clearly differentiate between what's appropriation and what is not, and then they can make their own judgment with respect to history. And to Ryder Rich or Kenny, I'll just say, I love you guys and I support you, and you can continue to pursue my not so important identity, but you have good luck with that. And then you can see how people support me. And also you can see my response as always to you guys. I think I that, asked you about this before, but I was asking yeah. you if I would mm -hmm. know if you were if I knew your identity, if I would have met you or knew you. Mm, I think with our age, you know, our world is very, very small, as you know. So um, yeah, I don't want to answer too much that you may know who I am, but yeah, maybe we have conversing before that. A lot of times why you find this synergy that maybe you find the way how our conversation goes very naturally because maybe we talked in depth before right. at a bar or a restaurant or something. So who knows? But I think that's the uh, from my our private and public conversation or with a lot of people, you can see me like I'm proud of what I do and even be anonymous. I will never say anything bad towards any individual or even just any female or any racist thing won't ever cross my mind. That's me being anonymous. Right. And you can imagine how I be in real life. And then you seeing this young artist or someone who's just openly doing things that's unrespectful for women or just the kind of way that they try to constantly asking you for things and try to do collaboration but with with your own loss and fam family health cannot do that then they suddenly turn on this different character i just say you have a long way to go in life and there's a lot of things you guys should should well, experience that's, and that's the yeah. other thing with you is that you have a kind of a strong philosophical aspect and when we've been I don't view myself purely as someone in the art for art. I view myself in the art for just learning about history aspect of things. Because to be honest with you, Noah, what drives me to create my art is never about 
anything that's superfluous. It's more about me having my imaginary or kind of like this kind of conversation with people I admire. And it always reflecting my work. And also with the reflection of what is history, what our history played at what specific time and what kind of artist's own self-identity helped shape that art history and shape that piece. And, you know, we can go on about intricacy of our theories. And I, I don't think today there are that many young and old artists can do that because that's what we say going back to earlier to all the NFT artists and all the contemporary artists, or if you're in the both industry, please, please, from the bottom of my heart, know a little bit more about our history. Just don't view it as old boomer stuff, because those are thousands of years of stuff that's older than boomers that you can read about. And then you draw back to the you know, the R Romanian art and all the way to the Greek. And then you take a look at the current kind of like evolution of art through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then you make your own judge. What I'm hoping to see from you that you realize is kind of like very, very profound, enlightening moment. Then you realize to make yourself humble and then you be more confident in whatever you do. Because when other people just say the surface, for example, when writer, every time they talk about my art or saying things, they just say, oh, the graphic skill is now high and stuff. Well, if you are a contemporary artist or any artist, you are still st stuck at the artisan, at judging by skill level, then sorry, you have a long way to go to learn about art, to learn about what's not even just conceptual art, but also what is our history and our concept in general? Like what makes art art? Like how can you have a conversation with Bruce Nelman? Like, you know, like, you know, it's, it's a lot of times when you read a little bit of book, you feel more humble to realize you're not judging anything by the simple cover of canvas or anything. And you take a look at the artist's journey and the artist's concept behind it. So I think philosophies, everyone should at least read a little bit, especially if you do art. And Bible is something anyone should read a little bit, no matter where you are, because Bible shifts the whole Western, our society. Everything has an underlying meaning. And these are, I, I view art, I'm a, I consider myself as a dumb reader because I'm not very quick on fact. I have to kind of read, gather multidimensional into a thing. And then I don't even come to judgment because I know my point of view will always be limited because I do not read enough. I have not read enough. Mm. But this way, if you think this way, you get this respect for history, respect for others, and kind of like, you always know there's someone out there that's smarter. And for example, uh, to talk a little bit more about the NFT scene, like mm. when I first started, I think NFT, you know, the cartoonish nature of a lot of things, it made me doubt, it made me angry, it made me kind of like this boomer mentality. But now I want to apologize to my previous thoughts because then I realized I did some deep dive the past few days into the NFT kind of like collector as well, the way how they support it. I truly think they're onto the next kind of innovation, the big innovation 
in relate to provenance, in relate to how art or kind of like anything digital is produced or even how any kind of real things, real life things title is produced and how can you crowdsource it? How can you, they call it DAO, which is in a way that you can bundle it up and then people can, multiple people can buy a portion of it. So there's a lot, and then you realize, okay, what does this audience grow up with? A lot of times, well, it's come think about Noah, what we grew up with, or even a little bit older. Elvis Presley, you know, like Marianne Monroe or the older stars that Elizabeth Taylor, you see that reflects into a lot of Warhouse works. You see that reflects into a lot of the Jasper Johns, that generation work. And I think what's happening right now is the fact that I'm getting old. Our generation is getting old. And this generation is doing the thing that they, they think and is indeed contemporary. Like this generation's Marianne Monroe may be Billie Eilish. Like it's just mm. now becoming this fact where, and then this generation's meme culture is like this clipboard news clipping and the comic magazine culture we had back in the 70s, 80s. So I, it totally shifted me that I realized maybe I'm getting old, getting left behind. I have a lot of catch up to do and just to sit back, enjoy, and also to learn from them. I, that's what I realized, you know, writer is trying to criticize crypto punk, but now I, the more I see, the more I recognize the, the significance as well as the bravery of crypto, crypto punk, the way how they, the two guys start a project from nowhere and have one of the first NFT kind of projects and then release it to the community and see the community form around it. And is very at first very bizarre and then very astonishing and then it's very conceptually sound anything they do all they need is a good art historian or two to help you then write some very very critical writing on it and the book and because it's the thing they do many people in our world even some of these so-called internet artists from the traditional new york rich art parent family they tend to ignore what's happening at the grassroots of technology and mm. art. That's what's happened. Like the ivory tower approach we used to have, and it, right now it's flipped upside down, all because of what? All because of social media, where anonymous people can band together to work on projects, where people from all over the place can believe in an art project and carry it through the hard times and make it successful. And then what's left is the, you know, you have the sharks from auction house realize there's revenue to be made. And then they bundled up. First round is always a marketing kind of bundle. And then later with the price comes, the high price comes the press. With the press comes, comes art academia. In the art schools, art institution, usually are five to 10 years behind. That's a known fact because with our school, I'm familiar with that because I used to mm -hmm. teach, like so that's a little bit secret about me. The curriculum are always set three to five years prior. Sometimes teacher may talk about a punk or two in the class, but it's never expanded into a curriculum. To see this shift into the research paper caliber, we have to wait another five to 10 years. That's why I think CryptoPunks needs it still have more legs and it's already sealed its place in history. And that's, I think that changed me a lot 
to know the NFT guys, they know what they're doing and they're more financially and technically advanced in a way that we as our world has a lot of things to learn where the kind of like gatekeeper model or archaic model, is it truly beneficial for all artists? Or is it only beneficial that some artists had parents in New York who used to work at MoMA or who used to be this third string artist who used to be Warhol's buddy that they get all the attention where all the artists from like all over the world who may do great work here in a village that do not get a lot of recognition. I think internet is changing that. With NFT, admitted early days, you're gonna see a lot of crypto exchanges or people who hold a lot of crypto, they may have their own agenda to support certain artists that affiliate with them to help their exchange, to help liquidity. But I think overall, the industry is on a very healthy trajectory to growth. And art, art is always subjective, Noah. Like one thing we learn, like you read more history than I do. You always know what this generation thinks as shit. The next right. two, three generation may think completely different. I and what this generation uh, thinks of the goal. Yeah, I, it's I always feel, that. I feel the negativity about the trust fund. <laughs> rich artist kid generation yeah and i feel your sense of history being kind of lost on the current generation mm -hmm. but how do we how do we get how do we get that back so to speak it's letting this nft thing grow letting this young artist grow like wildfire you know why they're already doing that it's unstopping you see I'm a fully converted fan of Ferocious, the female artist you definitely, the transgender artist you definitely heard about. Like at such a young age, you look at her ascension in the art world and also in the NFT world. I think most people just be attracted by the amount of money his, her work gets sold. But if you take a look at the career growth and also you see her, the early Twitter posts of the artist, you realize she has a lot of passion, the passion there and the passion reflected in the work. And the work right now may be sometimes getting ridiculed by the traditional art critic or historian or dealer because what? Because they did not get a pie, because they did not get a share in the beginning. It always comes to that. So I think this generation, and you see from their recent interview and with B, even with Beeple, a lot of other artists, they're all reading up on our history. I think the Renaissance is happening because at first people are gonna be wild, people are gonna be shocked, like that what the what the F moment gonna happen. And then these later people, greater mentors form around them, tell them what to read. And this artist at first goes through this cocky and all over the top of the world, everything. Then they realize there's a bigger horizon out there, there's bigger things to conquer. Then they realize, okay, I need to learn a little bit more about that. I do not know what the hell is that. Then they dig into books and then they rethink everything they create. And then this is happening a lot. This is, I think, what a lot of these mainstream critic, Kenny or whatever, they're not talking about this fact. Because always be open-minded for anything. And then do not fully embrace anything or fully criticize anything. Always be, you know, like keep a distance. Like 
I support whole half people when they do things that's crazy or, you know, just purely racist, I call it out through my work. I, I tell them, okay, politics aside, this is not a, a new internet age human being should do to each other. Because that's where I think I have promised for the next generation of young emerging artists. But right now, I'm doing my part through our tours, mm. through like my channel to tell people to read a lot into our history, to read into a lot of books, to read into, you know, Whitechapel. They have such a great series of all the art practice, like released into artists' interviews. I tell people to read into that. And sometimes I will share with you all the thank you letters I got from artists I never heard of or artists, dealers, people who just come to me and say how much those books have helped. Like I helped zero, it's not my doing. It's, I just, I'm the gateway to the book. I tell them the kind of book that made a difference to me and they read and made difference to them. I think that's how culture, the kind of like French salon culture get started. And just today with internet, everything's gonna start way faster because to save or to elevate our art culture to the next stage, the respect for our history is the necess necessity. Then, and then also it's about this door spirit, which a lot of NFT guys, let it be artists or the game maker, kind of like exchange guys or platform guys, they have the courage and they have the means to do so. At first, the disruption may seem crazy, but the history will be the judge. Noah. Always history will be the judge because later along the way, there will be our history and try to wrap this all together because our art, art is a reflection of our society. Like the NFT does not happen overnight. It happened because we're all too connected. Mm. And then, you know, and then the shift of art from this New York centric does not happen overnight because everyone can make an Instagram account via art critic and have the same power of a New York what, art critic. What do you think started Ryder and Kenny to kind of be more against you and less kind of for you? It's unfortunate, but uh, they have always been very on my side. But the last two months with my family loss and my just personal health struggle they try to get in contact with me but i i didn't even check any instagram message and then i think that my position our tourist or rotten fighter has kind of be i think we to be honest they may not tell you this but we chat more often than people know kenny and Ryder, you know is very much a daily chat before my health and my family loss. Mm. So I I want to personally apologize to them because I it's not my intention to left them because it's my own personal struggle that I almost went on the dark side and never returned. We just physically I don't have the drive to exist anymore physically, not even digitally. So if they don't understand that, I'm at a higher place. I'm at a, like my the only thing, even death do not scare me. You know, what scare me? What scare me? The void. Like I, if there's one more unexpected loss, I don't know what to do. Like it's, I want to dedicate all my time to my family and also dedicate my time to all the virtual anonymous family. Again, to talk to NFT crowd and also 
a little bit to the contemporary art crowd. Consider being anonymous. Anonymous actually can allow you to help people more. It's in a way being anonymous when you're in real life because of your sex, because of your ethnicity, because of anything that's going on in your life, people try to attack it, people try to judge it. But if you be anonymous and you still be a kind human being, people will recognize, people will appreciate, and that's mutual. That's very, I think, I, I value an anonymous person, not a value of person in and life. If you could say something to the erotica token community in like a couple of sentences, what kind of yes. message would you want to say? I'll say, I, like we said before, I value everyone in the erotica token community and thank you for believing in the project. And we have very good collaboration coming up and the roadmap is very clear. It's executing step-by-step. My personal health as a hindrance and my personal loss is only at the front stage of things, the first stage. After the first series NFT release, the project is truly decentralized where I'm giving away the whole website access. And well, the token access is already given away, it's thrown away. And then the whole platform access is going to be owned by community members. And then I will help support bringing Star for collaboration. And then I truly want this to be a community owned where we can make a difference, create this high-end niche for adult industry that we can all be proud, you know, of things we trade, love and share. Because I view this as something just like what cigar brand you collect. I'm going to be proud of collecting erotic NFT, which in the nature may be erotic. I don't consider it sexual. There's difference. The, the fire layer truly adds to it. That's what I view. This gentleman or gentlewoman where this is a new high-end hobby that people can develop. Right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. And I look forward to being in touch with you more often now that you are out making art more and collaborating and doing yes. things more. Thank you. Uh, it's my honor to talk with project. you as well, Noah. And, and I course, just want to uh, thank you for, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. No, go I want to thank you for this platform you provide because it's truly, I, I don't view this as drama. I view this right. as, for me, uh, my personal way of chatting up with an old friend. And also well, like I two other- I try not to pass judgment on anybody. I'm not trying to pass mm-hmm. judgment on Kenny. I'm not trying to pass Absolutely. judgment on Ryder. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of things. Um, and you and I should continue to have more private conversations now that you're back around and doing things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm be very glad to do that. And I wish them the best. And I wish you, uh, I think your channel provides a very great gateway for both the NFT world and the contemporary art world. Because if you take a look around the current landscape, there's no podcast, almost none, that's doing what you do. Kind of with the understanding of both contemporary art and the NFT, not well, just making so. introductory level of introduction to it. Like you can talk about the medium non fungible all day, but you're not going to know the intricacy between the you know the board ape yacht club or the crypto punk or the or the golf panda club because i'm trying to get to these are the intricacies that made your podcast super exciting and I look forward to continue the conversation and continue to grow with everyone like i i i think we're at a cross of this 
technological innovation as well as art innovation. And I highly suggest anyone from the art world that feel confused or feel angered by NFT or anything, dig into history books, read about impressionists and read about any significant art movement and see the hatred, see the confusion of people back then towards anything new and then make your own correlation or make your own judgment. Thank you, Ralton. I'll talk to you shortly, okay? Thank you, Noah. Have a great day. Uh, Bye. You too. Bye. Mm -hmm.